Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Best of Fives. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff, and I'm not going to introduce anybody else because that costs $4. So if you want an introduction, please send us $4, and or a uh, sub would also uh, su- suffice for that as well. Uh, but it's good to see you all. I hope you all are doing well. I'm not kidding. I'm not going to introduce anybody, uh, but I did close out of the docs. Uh, here we are. Tonight on the show, uh, if you play as four... Do- oh, Kwanzai has subscribed, so Kwanzai has unlocked the introduction of the show. So I am joined this week by John Velociraptor Guerrero. You can find his stuff over at Event Hubs. Uh, Trevzor has also subscribed to Twitch Prime. Thank you, Trevzor, and he has unlocked Steve. Thank so, you. So Thank you, are- Trevzor. <laughs> I, I am in your debt. <laughs> so we're also joined by Steve Ace King Offsuit over there having a happy Halloween. Wait, can Elon introduce himself, though? We nope. need someone else to subscribe in order for that to happen. No, actually, the next subscription will unlock uh, the preview for the show and each specific topic. Uh, That's, that makes sense. That's fair. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so we're just going to be killing time for the entire 90 minutes. Well, the one thing we can tell you is free. And by free, I mean it's not really free because you're our captive audience at this point, is uh, a recap. All so, right, Steve, you want to hit us uh... with the recap? Um, maybe. I don't know. I'll let, let, I'll do it. I'll do it. You know, I'm feeling generous. All right. Good shit, Steve. Uh, Street Fighter League US is winding down. Uh, this past week saw episode nine, uh, round eight of the round robin competition. And three of the four teams have locked up their places in the playoffs. Uh, Team Gale with a 3-2 win over Team Psycho, thanks to uh, Knuckle Dew's reverse OCV. Frost locked up a spot with a 3-2 win over Inferno, thanks to, yes, a reverse OCV from Samurai. That's his. That's number three on the season. I think it's number six overall. I forget if he had two or three last season. But, it was at least uh, 400, at least. Yeah, it, it, it feels like... Yeah, it, it's been a while, so it's almost refreshing. Uh, and then Storm with the 3-1 win over Team Spirit to lock up their spot. Uh, one spot still to play for Inferno. Pretty much assured of it. All they have to do is not lose their final two, both of their final two matches. Uh, but we'll see if that happens. Uh, round nine coming up this uh, uh, this Thursday, excuse me. Uh, The Japanese Street Fighter League is rounding into gear. Rounds three and four aired this past week on on, uh, Japanese streaming services. And Team Gaia Fudo Squad had themselves a nice little weekend. They did lose to Ocean in round four, uh, but a 4-0 win over Team Flame helped propel them to the top spot in the standings. Uh, Mago's Team Scarlet in second. Uh, after a 4-0 win over Daigo's Gold Squad, who's currently in third. Uh, but still six rounds to go, three more weeks of action before we hit the playoffs. Cool. And before we move on, uh, Fanatical Milk has subscribed to Twitch Prime. Thank you, Fanatical Milk. He has unlocked all of the topics for the rest of the show, so everybody else <laughs> thank him. Or her. Or they. Thank you, thank you uh, Fanatical Milk. Uh, and also, just a point of contention while we're talking about Twitch Prime. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, Twitch. If you have an Amazon Prime account, you can link it to your Twitch account, and you can get free Twitch Prime, which means you get a free sub 
And all you have to do is click the subscribe button up at the top right. And then you click uh, subscribe for free. And you might as well just do it here because you're going to forget about it after you leave here. So might as well help somebody out instead of being a selfish asshole. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What's next, Steve? Um, Let's take a look at Climax of Night, shall Oh, we? baby. This was the French bread-themed event. Uh, this fat. Wait, wait a second. Um, this one. This doesn't look right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can you go to the next slide, please? Okay, I'm gonna go to the next slide. There we go. All right, that looks a bit better. <laughs> Why'd you give me two uh, slides, Steve? Uh, it, it, look. All right, I I went <laughs> through a lot of trouble to get that font for okay. that stream schedule. Gotcha. Also, I am going to get every ounce of utility I will out of that. <laughs> every ounce. Do it up. Also, uh, another thing is uh, Climax of Night, like the tag, the C-O-N, is it supposed to look like the old Adult Swim tags? That, they don't do that on Adult Swim anymore? I don't know. I haven't watched Adult Swim forever. That's the theme uh, they kind of stuck up with early, and then they just ran with it. Everyone kind of latched on to that, and it worked really well. You know, they they had, like, they were going all in on the stuff. They had, like, locator cards, or they, they tried to. I, I guess everyone wanted one, so they ran out after one wave of pools. Hmm. It was ridiculous. Uh, if you get if you get a chance to check out the uh, top eight intros, they were really, really nice. Huh. Neat. Uh, but Climax of Night... Uh, the big French bread theme tournament over the past weekend. Uh, Fame 96 taking the BB tag title. Abister getting the win in Dengeki Bunko. Kara uh, Fail is your Melty Blood champion. And Breaker Dave. I knew Breaker Dave was nice. I didn't know Breaker Dave was that nice. Uh, taking it in Unist. So congratulations to all of those players. Um you also see uh, Vicky Viper getting the win in Gundam. Uh, Tamson with a, not only the win in Sailor Moon, but also perhaps one of the best names of the year. Wait, so. what's Puyo, Puyo Puyo Tetris swap? Uh, that is the swap mode in Puyo Puyo oh, Tetris. Oh, is it the one that's like both? It's yeah. That there's, and it's regular Tetris. There, yeah, there's, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Dang. Yeah, that game's hard. All right, so let's kick it over to, and I just closed out my window. Uh, let's kick yeah. it to the Pro Tour, shall we? Where are we going uh, first? Let's go to Tokyo. Tokyo. For Tokyo Tekken Masters. Uh, you thought it was a meme, but Pakistan is coming for our money in this game. Dude, and they're all uh, sponsored by the same people, too? That's scary. Yeah, these were the two guys. Remember the first week uh after or like the first couple weeks after uh arslan ash won evo and i said hey if any sponsor came out and sponsored some of these players mm -hmm. uh they'd be able to make a you know they'd be able to make a big splash yeah genuine gaming actually did that the week after they picked up a t-foot they picked up a wise honey um and you see it, it was a struggle to get them there and th and we'll talk about that a little later mm -hmm. Uh, but once they got there, it was ridiculous. Atif Butt uh, taking first place. Awaias Honey, all all Pakistan Grand Final. Um, you notice to that country there. Notice what country isn't in the top eight. Uh, wow, lame. that's crazy. 
Yeah. That no is Co- insane. No Koreans. No Koreans in a master top eight. If I remember correctly, that's the first time that has ever happened. Huh. Ever. Huh. In the TWT format. Huh. So you did have John Ding there. You did have Saint there. You had Kakoma. Uh, they had good runs, but they ran into the buzzsaw that was a Teeth Butt and a Wyatt's Huddy. Um, just looking at the runs that they went on. Atif did not drop a game to anyone besides Elias Honey. And it wasn't like his path was easy. Uh, he went. He had to face Furumizu and Take in pools. Then he faced Rangchu. You know, you know, all he did was win some big tournament last year. No big deal. Then he 2-0'd Nobi and he 3-0'd Chikorin in winner's final, who's been probably one of the most consistent players of the of the entire season. And you, you look at the hit list of Oya's Honey, too. He took out Lohai. He took out Double twice. He took out Chikori. He took out AK. These guys are just on a ridiculous level right now. Dude, what are they eating over there? I want some. Like well, what? What's like the Pakistani breakfast? I don't know. I We should probably find out. I, I don't know if it's something in the water. I don't know if it's something in the food. I don't know if it's something just in the arcades. But these guys are just absolutely killing it. Here's what's scary to me, though. Uh, oh, Honey, he went to his first Tekken World Tour event and won it. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Arslan Ash went to his first Tekken World Tour event and won it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we see Atif. He goes to his first Tekken World Tour event, and he wins. Mm-hmm. Dear God... Imagine if, like, Hira or one of these other myth- mythical killers in Pakistan gets sponsored for the last chance qualifier. We're all screwed. We're, we're, all, we're, we're all in for screwed. some good-ass Tekken. Some better-ass Tekken than we ever realized we could have. Yeah. That, that I hope someone does. I really hope someone does. And we'll actually get a chance to check out uh, some Pakistani Tekken this weekend. Uh, we'll talk about that in a bit. But if we look at the global standings, just a few weeks left. Awaya's Honey, with his second place finish this weekend, is now five points above the cut line. He he leads rest uh, four seventy to four sixty five for that last qualification spot. Uh, uh, Atif is back around forty first, I think, with three hundred. Uh, they are supposedly going to uh, Rocks and Roll Dubai in two weeks, which is another master event. So they have a chance if they if they have another great weekend, they have a chance to shoot up these standings really quickly. Dan, could you imagine a, <laughs> a, t- <laughs> a teeth butt goes to two master events and qualifies for the Tekken World Tour? It would and then be wins it. She. It would be the Jimmy J Tran route on steroids. She. Sorry, I've been watching The Wire. I'm kidding. I haven't been watching The Wire. I've just been watching compilations of that guy saying that line. <laughs> it's intriguing to me. Uh, so two important things to note. Uh, first, uh, Pakistan are like I want to know what like they're eating for breakfast over there. And two, they're eating Koreans for breakfast is what they're doing. It does seem like it, right? Uh, Shout out to take the bus for that one. <laughs> nice. Uh, and, uh, the other thing too is, uh, Steve is always right. So 
if more people are like genuine, listen to Steve, they will be successful. So everybody listen to Steve. I, I'm not saying he's right. You're preaching to the choir here. Everybody here knows that. I'm not going to say he's right. Yeah, well, clearly genuine heard it from Steve. So I'm just letting everybody else that's lurking around in our chat that maybe is in charge of some esports thing or maybe a regular game thing. Listen to Steve. He knows what's up. You're right. You're right. He knows what's up. Listen right. to Steve. Speaking uh, of listening let's... to Steve, <laughs> what's next, Steve? Uh, let's kick it over to uh, Puerto Rico uh, for uh, first attack this past weekend. This was part of a few uh, or a couple tours, uh, starting with the DBFZ World Tour. This was the final Tenkaichi event of the season. Uh, just two events after this, and they're both uh, uh, Budokai events. So last chance to get some points. Uh get those smaller chunks of points uh and it was a good weekend for chris g uh taking it over super noon in an almost all u.s top eight uh six of the top eight hailing from the u.s tachikawa tying for fifth uh representing japan and rmz coming over from the uk uh to make top eight also look at who's outside top eight uh shanks and wawa you know, they, they are, you know, this wasn't the best weekend for them, but it, I, I think, you know, I, I think that's going to be an aberration. You're going to see those guys uh, make some serious noise in the finals, assuming they both get there. And, and, and we'll see how close they are. Also, look at uh, tied for 13th, PR Big Butt Jackson. Hell yeah. also in the running for best name of the season. Lots of butts this time. Mm-hmm. Dang. PR zone, big butt Jackson, showing big up in top butt thirteen. Jackson. Hell yeah, good shit. All right, let's take a look at those standings. Uh, so we've got. Go ahead. Sorry, we've got three players locked in uh, to the DBFZ World Tour Finals. Sonic Fox officially locking up their spot uh, this weekend. The uh, Kill Sage and Chris G, your grand finalists. Our, or excuse me, uh, yeah, Chris G, your winner, now in fifth place, far above the cut line. So he's got some breathing room. Uh, Apology Man and Super Noon and Tachikawa, all within five points of each other for that final spot. Dang, is there a way so, for is there a way for Super Noon and Tachikawa to get five points both? Uh, the smallest is uh, fifteen or or ten. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. So if they make, uh, I think it's 33rd, uh, they get get 10 points. But the next level up is 15. Mm -hmm. So if Apology Man gets uh, 10 and then Super Noon and Tachikawa each get 15, then you've got a three-way tie. Three-way tie. So it's going to be. And then SEO right below them gets 130 points. Pretty dope. It, it it we could have a very very uh tight race for those final few spots uh but much much more will be made clear after uh the japan saga mm. so those paths will narrow speaking of narrowing paths uh the pass narrowed on the capcom pro tour uh with one of the final master events of the year first the open premiere 
Uh, I called it a master event. I'm sorry. Uh, but there was a master in play. Punk, once again, getting the win. That was win number seven of the year. Uh, running it back from loser's bracket to take it over Luffy. Uh, Knuckle do treating his wallet well with the third place finish. I now making a top four. Oh, yeah. Congratulations to him. Uh, commiserations, though, to Itazan. He started the weekend in 30th place. He needed a big weekend to move up the standings. Top eight would normally do it. But unfortunately for him, he's still in 30th place. Oof. And that's because he did well, but so many of the players around him did better. Uh, Luffy was, you know, he started a few spots behind Itazan, obviously made it all the way to grand finals. Knuckle Dew was right around the bubble. JB was right around the bubble. Daigo isn't super safe yet. So Itazan, he did well in terms of his performance in the tournament. But in terms of qualifying for Capcom Cup, he basically spun his wheels this weekend. Mm -hmm. Dang. I thought Daigo was pretty safe at this point. Isn't he like 19th or so? Uh, we'll He's 19th now, but it's not a huge amount of points between uh, him and the cutoff line. We'll, we'll, we'll look at that in a second. Uh, but before we get to that, we've got another business, uh, another event that took place there. The Latin America Regional Final. This was had a little different feel from the uh, first two regional finals because none of the players in this field were in position to qualify. Mm -hmm. So it was do or die for everyone. And the one who did was Zenith. Uh, the man who picked up his second win of the season, but it's the most important one of his career. Mm-hmm. He, get, he is your Latin America regional champion. He is headed to Capcom Cup, taking it over Picaro, who for the second year in a row, one spot short of the top spot in the regional final. Picaro immediately going to start messing with Zenith's travel plans so that he can get into uh, Capcom Cup yet again. We'll, we'll see how that works out. Uh, Mena said that after his third place finish, he did say that his run in uh, that he's not going to make it to Capcom Cup, whether that means he simply doesn't have faith in himself or he isn't going to pursue uh, the North America Regional Final or Canada Cup. That remains to be seen. He is currently in 32nd on the Global uh, Points leaderboard. Uh, he is about 170 points out of qualifying position. So he would need some big weekends uh, to make it. But Zenith, congratulations to him. He is headed to Capcom Cup. And we can take a look at the global standings now. Uh, 12 players have punched their ticket. Uh, Machibo, Phenom, uh, sealed up their spots based on points along with Gachikun. Obviously, Zenith in that last spot. Uh, 42nd in the global standings, but as the regional champion, he is headed to the finals. Uh, the race getting tight for that last spot. You see uh, just 20 points separating 25th through 27th, and Sako another 20 points behind. Uh, Itazan and Kichipamu 
uh, both within striking distance. We know that they're both capable of making top eights. We've seen it uh, making top eights, but only two events left and both in North America. So good chance for players like 801 Strider and IDOM to uh, solidify their places. Uh, if we take a look at what's coming this weekend, obviously the Street Fighter League continues in both the U.S. and Japan. Uh, round nine in the U.S., rounds five and six in Japan. Uh, this weekend, obviously, Canada Cup will have much of the spotlight on it. It is the final premier event on the Capcom Pro Tour. It's also a qualifier for the SNK World Championship. A uh, couple of big Tekken events this weekend. The final challenger event of the season takes place in Argentina for uh, in the form of TXT. Uh, Takra Cup, which is the uh, Pakistani dojo event that's got some uh, killers coming out, including uh, Super Kuma's headed there, Kuiper's coming there. Uh, I'm not sure who else, but that will be interesting to watch on Sunday. And then uh, Saturday uh, is the Soul Calibur World Invitational. So Hell that includes yeah. uh, the last, starts with the last chance qualifier and then the eight person bracket. So, for lot sure. to choose from this weekend. Dude, I cannot wait to watch some Soul Calibur this Saturday. I like Soul Calibur. Uh, but you know what's funny, though? I was I was thinking. Like, I don't think there should be any reason for people to not go, or for people who have the means to not go to that, uh, the Pakistani dojo event. But right as I was thinking that, I saw that there's a challenger event happening that same weekend. Mm. Yeah, Might as well go it. for the points. Yeah, and with especially with the way the system is set up mm-hmm. this year, where, you know, your challenger event hall and your dojo event hall is counted separately there's a lot more uh strategy you have to use in terms of which events you go to yep because if you remember last year you have players like dimeback who went to practically everything mm-hmm. you know they went to like 313 Tekken world tour events last year that might be a slight exaggeration okay. but it felt like it um yeah also where, uh oh i'm sorry go ahead Finish up your no, you, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, uh, Puzera mm-hmm. asked me to say something in Portuguese, and I was gonna say no until I saw that he has the founder badge, which means uh, he subscribed within one month when we got our sub button. So, oh, we have founder badges now, yeah, we have two year subscribers, yep. Uh, so, uh, oi, there you go. I spoke in Portuguese in front of everybody, uh, oi, yeah, means hello. Uh, Agua, here, Agua de Cherio. What the fuck did you just say? Agua de Cher... Y'all don't remember... Y'all don't remember when we were talking about those uh, those uh, perfumes? Uh, <laughs> no. It, it, no. You know what? <laughs> Screw you guys. Screw you guys. This actually happened. I promise you. I believe it. <laughs> I believe you too, but <laughs> I just think it's hilarious because I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. I'll go back and find the clip after the show. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I believe you. I just don't remember anything, and it makes it kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> speaking of funny, there there's something funny happening, and I don't mean ha-ha funny. 
And uh, it's about something that's coming up this weekend, right? Uh, Canada Cup, which is going to be a premiere for the Capcom Pro Tour. It's going to be a dojo event for Tekken World Tour? Yes. Uh, and is it a stop on any other Pro Tour? It is a qualifier for the SNK World Tour. So both uh, KOF 14 and Samurai winners will go to uh, the finals in Japan next year. Okay, and to translate, because your mic cut out, he said both KOF 14 and Samurai Showdowns will go to the finals in Japan next year. Uh, but something, something's weird, right? Something's the a little weird. Off, you might say. Yeah. There are no... There's not enough limos <laughs> in Canada. But are we going to talk about... Well, maybe maybe there are enough limos, but I think the issue is, like, there might be too many limos. Too much space. Too much space and not enough entrance because the numbers are out for Canada Cup. That's happening this weekend. And, uh... You know, I was I was really thinking about Canada Cup last year, and I remember having a blast watching it. But for all the wrong reasons, right? We had the doomsday yeah. clock. We had whatever else was happening. We had the limos. And uh, it looks like uh, looks like all of that has come to culminate in itself with a very subtle, or not subtle, but a very strong response from the community via these registration numbers. Um, so we have them here. I'm going to put them up. Keep in mind that Robin Shu of the Mortal Kombat film fame is going to be there carrie tagawa shang sung himself is going to be there there's a handful of other special guests lap chi doing it big like he does every single year there's a plethora of different games there you know your street fighter fours and uh, a whole bunch of um, legacy games things along those lines like canada cup they roll out uh, they, they bring out all the stops and yet still we're seeing these reduced numbers and i mean the first place your mind goes is like the 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 way things played out last year, but is there are there other factors? Yeah. Well, obvious. Oh, go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, well, obviously, what happened last year uh, was a huge, huge uh, issue. Um, if you, for those that don't remember, last year Canada Cup was part of a larger expo, EGLX, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, so it, it was there were issues with people who were uh, unable to get in for their tournament because the, the venue or the capacity for the entire venue had been reached. Mm -hmm. So they had to wait for other people to leave in order to enter uh, the convention so they could get to where the tournament was happening. Uh, you also had the fact that there was a hard cutoff time last year uh, on finals day. So they had to start shutting down, and at some point we were watching winners' finals of the tournament, of the Street Fighter tournament, on someone's, you know, a stream. It was Arturo. Of someone, uh, it, was, it wasn't even Arturo. It, it wasn't was Arturo? Like anti. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. anti. Oh, yeah, he, he had the periscope. Periscope tech. It was, it, it was him periscoping. And then at some point, I think it was someone periscoping the screen of him periscoping <laughs> when, when that got shut down. It was ridiculous. Uh, and we saw what happened uh, to final round after uh, after their rough year in 2016. Mm -hmm. But also playing into this is something similar to what uh, 
Evo Japan went through. Evo Japan went uh, in 2018 was in Tokyo. Uh, they moved to the smaller population, still big city, but much smaller than Tokyo, Fukuoka for 2019. And now in 2020, they're coming back. Uh, last year, what Canada Cup was in Toronto, which is obviously the largest uh, and most populous city in Canada. Now, their, uh, this year's edition will be in Calgary, which is much less populated. Mm. Still a big city, but not on the scale of Toronto. So you put those two factors together and you're getting, you know, I, I expected a drop-off. I didn't necessarily expect this heavy of a drop-off. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, so surprising. yeah. Let, let's let's break these numbers down a little bit. Uh, and the funny thing is, like, part of me wants to sign up, even though I'm not going, just to get top sixteen in a couple of these. Uh, but so we had just we, so we just said King of Fighters fourteen is on is a qualifier event. There's yes. nine entrants, and I'm showing the top eight on the results screen next week. Yep. So whoever that one person is who goes zero and two and got the lucky. Or the unlucky first round matchup. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, they'll still get a footnote asterisk mention, right? I might have to do it. I, I, that's if you cr- if you do that, I will sign up for this tournament. <laughs> Not go just so I can get uh, tied for ninth. You can't. Registration is closed. Shit, you're you're out of luck, my friend. Damn it. <laughs> my my eighty dollar joke is gone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, there. <laughs> Shit, I'm sad. Uh, but either way, King of Fighters with nine entrants. Uh, Guilty Gear, Exert, Rev 2, 18 entrants. Uh, Eunice at 20. Blaze Blue Cross Stack Battle at 20. Dragon Ball Fighters at 25. And something worthy of note, I think, did DBFZ have a pretty strong scene in Canada? Because I remember Marvel, uh, like, there were a couple of Canadian players that really made a splash in Marvel Infinite. So I can only assume that they moved over to DB- DBFZ afterwards. Now, I, I, I should point out that I'm not able to pull up numbers for everything mm-hmm. because the Smash GG page has been taken down from uh, Canada, Canada Cup 2018. Okay. But port, according to Liquipedia, um, I was able to pull some of the numbers from last year's event. Uh, last year's DBFC tour was 169. Now, granted, I do believe that was part of uh, the DBFC World Tour last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the case this year. Yeah. Uh, melee, melee, which was forty, uh, which is forty this year, one sixty-eight last year, with a twenty-five hundred dollar pot bonus. Yeah, and they were going to put it up to five thousand if they reached the player cap of two fifty-six. Mm-hmm. Missed it by that much. <laughs> uh, alpha hair. Yeah, Exerd was eighty-eight last year. Uh, Tekken <laughs> was. 187, again, part of the Tekken World Tour last year. Not the case this year. Mm-hmm. And then Street Fighter V, which was a master event last year. Master event this year. Premier. Or Premier. I'm, I'm stuck in that Tekken mindset. Yeah. I'm sorry. Everybody's stuck in that Tekken mindset. We're going to get to it later, Steve, but go on. 274 entrants Ooh. last year, going from that to 98. <laughs> oh, we got it to 98? I thought it was 97. 98. Somebody got it right at the end. Uh, and also worthy of note, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, still with the most entrance. By, by four. <laughs> or, I'm sorry, five. So this is all pretty sad. 
of course, and and you hate to see it to happen to someone like Lapchi, uh, but the Capcom Pro Tour, this is one of two remaining events, and it's a premier event, which means 700 points to the first place. Is it like 500 or 350 to second? Like there's some still major points, and as you just laid out, Steve, there are a bunch of people fighting uh, near that bubble spot. So you'd think there'd be like a at least around that part of the bracket of the of the leaderboard, all of those people showing up. Have you looked in and seen who's actually going to be there, and if some of those like hot contenders are are going to be there going for points, or or is everyone just like, yeah, well, we'll just skip Capcom Cup regardless. I mean, uh, Canada Cup regardless. Well, I mean, you're probably going to have a lot of those players there. That's the other. That's the the silver lining of this. If you're a viewer pools are going to be insane because it's all killer no filler mm-hmm. um i'm i'm trying to pull up the player list right now but i know punk is registered i know well punk's um, just gonna just gonna end some dreams there i see kachipamu is there and he's one of those right outside of the bubble mm-hmm. yeah the saddest part for me is like as of right now i know that they'll probably do registration at the door for this but mm. the 5v5 team team tournament Oh, that's right. The they have one every signature year. event, uh, you know, what really put Canada Cup on the map. One team registered. Ooh. What team was it? Was team it Canada. Canada. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Which, which is sad, because if you don't remember those, especially those first couple uh, Street Fighter 4 5v5s, where you had uh, Kindevu beat Wolf Crone in the mirror match mm-hmm. when, like, his Viper was untouchable. Yep. At, those were ridiculous. Those were absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. No, I also mm-hmm. remember, uh, what was it? it? was the last year of uh, Ultra at Canada Cup where they had, like, that big celebration with Mike Ross and Gutex, and it was sponsored by, like, Papa John's or something. Sure. Totino's? I- that I don't remember. Yeah, where they had maybe it wasn't sponsored by Papa John's, but I remember everybody was eating Papa John's on screen at all times. And then Mike Ross did one of the most grossest things I've ever seen in my life, where he took that like really shitty tasting like garlic butter sauce and just poured. Oh, everyone it on a slice. loves that. That shit yeah, fucking nasty. sucks. Shit so, fucking sucks. So let let me list Preach. off some of some of the players that are going. You know, it it it's you're you're not gonna get those people who are like one and two or like with 30, 40 points, thinking, yeah, this is going to be my weekend. But you've still got plenty of killers coming out. Mm-hmm. Mr. Crimson, Kichipamu, Dogra, uh, Rob TV, Daigo, Gamer B is going to be there, Itazan, Dual Kevin, uh, Chris G, uh, Jay was going to be there, Luffy, uh, who Jay else? Long, Nemo, J- Justin needs a huge. Sako's going to be there. Yeah. Luffy. Yeah, Justin needs John Takeuchi, Nemo. You know, it's going you're going to have some absolutely insane matches in like second round. The brackets aren't out yet, but like you win one match and then you probably gotta face like, okay, now I gotta face Nemo. Okay, if I get past that, now I gotta face Kichipamu. It's gonna be ridiculous. Is this telling of the few is this like a that's that's uh, the question, huh? Is this <laughs> is this kind of uh, foreshadowing to what the FGC is going to be in the near future? 
where but this isn't well this isn't what, happening at every event though no but but what i do mean is while canada cup numbers are down the tournament is fucking stacked as hell because of the pro tour like and it and that's like one of the last chances for people to go and get some fucking points well it, it comes down to simply the number of options there are out there i mean if you're a street fighter fan you know and and you're not someone who's in position to qualify for capcom cup you're not grinding for those points if you've got an option of say okay i can go to one big tournament in the next three weeks i can either go to puerto rico and have a great time and you know go to a tournament that has a history of being well run Mm -hmm. i can go i can skip a week now and go to you know Las Vegas for the regional final or the, yeah, the North America regional final and see all of the top players in North America and check out some other things. Cool. Or I can go to Calgary and I have nothing against Calgary, but if you're not someone who is on the grind for those points, you, that's, you know, Canada cup is not your only option. Right. Yeah. And that's what I mean. It's like, the, there are just so many tournaments that I mean, too many tournaments. Yeah, and and this is the other thing too is like while the attendee numbers are down, and be the reason that you didn't like Canada Cup la- how it was run last year because of all the shenanigans, so you don't want to support them this year, or you, you maybe have like just very few options of uh, limited options of when you can go or whatever else. Uh, while the numbers aren't there for everyone else, and like. Ultimately, like, the pro circuit is only revolving around, I want to say, like, maybe two to 300 people. Right. Right. Everyone else are, you know, what we call the pop monsters, but I use that term in a very loving manner because it's people who are passionate about the game, want to go out, are learning, want to get better, et cetera, et cetera. Now we're seeing that number drop, but the tournaments are getting more and more intense. Is this what Street Fighter Five is going to be, or is this like the future of the FGC rather, not just Street Fighter Five? I, th- I think it's this is mostly a Street Fighter Five in its fourth year thing. Yeah, you know, if you're a casual person who's just kind of playing around for fun, it, you know, you you've probably picked up a few other games between 2016 and now. Mm-hmm. Um, you you look at something I I just saw a stat tweeted out earlier this week where uh what was it smash ultimate in its first year just had its thousandth tournament of 100 or more entrants that's impressive so the casual players are still going out to tournaments you look at something like i i don't want to say casual but players are still going out players are still playing Mm. i mean you look at climax at night where anything else any of these tournaments like street fighter 5 would have been the third biggest tournament at Climax of Night. Yep. Try imagine saying that a year ago. Yeah. Just imagine saying that. Can you it's, do it? It's it sounds the same. It's crazy. But people are still going out. It's just a matter of you know if like for this particular like I said because of the history of what happened last year and because there are so many options out there. If you're if you only have, you know, when we get our next big game coming out in 2020, you know, you'll still have those big numbers show up. Mm-hmm. Guilty Gear will will have those massive numbers. One you know, hope. there are pl- 
yeah, there are players out there who are going to play and who, even if they're, you know, hoping to go two and two, mm. but it's just, you know, they're not going to come out to this event this weekend after what happened last year. Yeah. Trevzor in the chat is asking what were SF4's entrance like in its final years? And I don't know that any of us know that off the top of our heads, but I would be willing to guess that the, the general hype for SF4 seemed to be, um, I mean, spilling over even into the era of SF5. And I think it's not the same as, as how things are now. It's a lot of things that aren't comparable. It's kind of apples to oranges in certain um, situations. But if I had to place a bet on it, uh, I would assume that Street Fighter V's, well, I think what you're kind of getting to a little bit, it's the fourth year of the game, and the game is okay, not amazing for a lot of people, and I think that factors into it as well. So there are a lot of things at play here, but I would venture to guess that all things the same, um, Street Fighter Four in the same position wouldn't see these same kind of numbers. Could be wrong, though. Yeah, and, and if I recall correctly, too, the last uh, arcade edition tournament that they had at Canada Cup was where they revealed DiCapri, right? That was at final round. Oh, was it final yeah, round? That was Fuck, at I'm final round. Where, where you had, who was it who ran out of the stadium? Was it like uh, F-Champ who uh, ran out no, of the ball? Uh, I thought it was K-Brad because yeah. he was playing Cammy and then she was like a Cammy S. F- no, F-Champ did something like, he was like, no, no, no. I'm done. And then he left. Oh. I'm pretty sure. I'll, I'll, I'll have to go back and look. Then what happened but the other Canada thing Cup? is to the other thing, too, was that you had um, Quackbot happen at Canada. Oh, that's right. Quackbot. <laughs> <laughs> or wait. No, no, no. My bad. PC was at, at Canada. Say it one more time it's because easy. you might cut out. <laughs> it's PC Marvel guy. PC you know, it's Marvel easy guy. to get. It's easy to get the two confused. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> um, but no. Um, the other thing, too, is that, you know, the scene as a whole was building up because that was sort of part of the wave of Evo going from a big thing to, you know, a big thing within the FGC to a big thing, mm-hmm. period. Getting talked so, about on SmackDown and on ESPN and things like that. Yeah. Right. Yep. Ah, Holy Order Troll. That's right. Dang, how could I forget? <laughs> <laughs> uh, she she was at an event uh, two weeks ago here in, because she's here in Arizona, mm-hmm. and uh, she, she came to the, an event and everything went well as far as i understand so okay kind of back on back on track so hey yeah. a redemption well, I, story. yeah i mean look uh i if i remember everything that happened was she just didn't want her spot to be wasted because she wasn't feeling well or whatever and it well enough to play totally fine uh uh if you didn't know that that's like a big no-no <laughs> so it was like uh, she, learn your lesson she was i think banned for a year yeah. uh, or well almost a year Life, here, lifetime so. oh yeah there uh, it's still a lifetime ban but. from canada yeah, cup or from uh canada she was banned locally from our events here for a certain amount of time okay and, and and she was banned from every professional marvel versus capcom event uh pro tour event that ever took place between them and now <laughs> yeah until the end of time <laughs> until the end for infinity <laughs> i feel like we all are banned infinitely from marvel versus capcom at this point yeah uh, but I think uh, at the end of the day, everybody learned their lesson at that tournament. Now we have a funny story to laugh at. And I'm happy yes. to hear that she's still involved and still doing stuff. And that's all that matters. Yes. Uh, speaking of being involved in doing stuff, uh, something was announced at uh, Tokyo Tekken Masters Tokyo. Tekken Tokyo Masters. How much did it cost? 
So here's the situation. Uh, if you recall, and I was going to pull up graphics, but I kind of ate dinner instead. So I'm, I apologize. It's understandable. Uh, so season three feature, right? When we first learned about uh, Tekken season three pass, uh, they had Zafina. They had Leroy. Then they had another character. Then they had a feature. And then they had another character, I think. I forget what the graphic looked like. Uh, they finally re- revealed what that feature is going to be for the winter, and it is for the first time in Tekken history, you're gonna get frame data display, a very detailed frame data display tool, might I might I add, where uh, it will specifically tell you how plus or minus a, fr- a move is. It'll specifically tell you how plus or minus a move is at the distance that you're hitting it is. It'll measure out the distance. It'll do all this other stuff. But they are charging $4 for it. Now, what? here's the situation. There was a lot of misunderstandings, uh, and I reached out to Markman, and Markman was gracious enough to get back to me. Uh, and I have this confirmed with Markman. The only thing that is paid for is the frame data display tool. If you have the Season 3 Pass, it is included. So you're not... Like, even if you have the Season 3 Pass, you don't have to worry about it. It's there. It's for you. Uh, but the Frame Data uh, tool is 4 bucks. Everything else, including the Punishment Training, which is a fucking tool that teaches you how to punish shit, which is, like, fucking unbelievable. Uh, a replay... With the replay analysis, it's basically like an auto-coach where you can watch your replay and the game will tell you, hey, you did this right, you did this wrong, fucking get better. And uh, and that's it. Uh, so those two features are f- coming for free. You do not you have to pay them. One. What did I forget? The best one. You forgot the bearded man costume. That's right! And we have Harada in the game. Hold on, yep. I do have. we do have a photo of Harada. You can get some sunglasses, the hair, the suit, and the swag of Harada. There he is. And you can put that on your character. I don't know if you can get the swag of Harada. Well, as much as 1080p can capture the swag of Harada. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, Harada is no longer an April Fool's joke. He is indeed in the game as a costume for every male character, not just Kazuya over here. Thank you for uh, Mark Cuban companies for this graphic. (laughs) Yeah, I forgot to resize it. Shut up. Uh, but here's the deal. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of argument between uh, charging $4 for this new feature, for the frame data tool. There's a lot of people who are upset. There's a lot of people who are defending Tekken. So what's the situation here? Is it right? Is it wrong? Does it matter? It, you get it, right? You get why people in this current age would look at almost any other game that's come out you know, in, in recent times with as important and as useful as a tool frame data is to the competitive scene at least and it's become this matter of fact sort of thing and Tekken 7 was you know wasn't on board uh, when it first came out but they've decided well it's become so matter of fact and so many people are doing it that we should absolutely jump on this train and put it into our game i mean so <laughs> you get why people might be upset that this routine and expect expected thing is now being charged for out of out of seemingly nowhere but i think it's really coming down to an argument of the principle or surrounding principle 
as opposed to people being upset that they're not going to be able to get this because I mean, you can save up couch money for a little while and be able to afford th- it's it's three to four dollars. We don't even know how much it's going to be. It might even only be three dollars. But what, what, it's... what kind of couches are you sleeping on, man? Are they made of gold? <laughs> but you got to I mean, you can come up with four bucks pretty easy is my point. But it, it, people seem to be one. You've got the kind of people that are going to respond because they see an opportunity to complain on social media. And a lot of this is going to be that. But there are a lot of people there that are also mad because they just feel like they are they're owed this, that this should just be a routine part of things and they shouldn't have to pay for it. Mm -hmm. I I mean, but it's such a useful thing that even if it's not your first choice, like a lot of people are saying, it's like, "Eh, that's a little bit unfortunate, but it's like it's like scratching an itch and then it's gone. And then you have all of this to work with and and Tekken having frame data and having um, advantage indicators, like visual advantage indicators. I mean, I don't play the game a lot, but I know that the the situations that happen with the fact that there's a Z-axis to begin with, right? They're, they're, it's a lot more um, um, intricate and nuanced, and there's a lot more to be garnered from that than a game that I play, like Street Fighter V, than what you're going to learn from Mortal Kombat 11, right? Because it's, it's like there's so much information that's being communicated here through this new feature. And the fact that you have to pay four bucks for it, being a minor inconvenience, I I stand on the side currently, and I could be my mind could be changed if one of you guys has a great argument for this. But I currently stand on the side of, I mean, just suck it up and pay the four bucks. It's probably not going to be something that's ongoing. If Tekken did this every year, then it would just be a bad look. And then I could see more of the principal side of things. Like, come on, guys, what are you doing? You're just being dicks for no reason. But with this single instance of a few bucks, it's like, yeah, great. We have frame data. That's that's the story. It's like we're gonna have frame data, and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I go ahead, Steve. Um, you know, here's here's where I stand on this. I, I I know a lot of the argument is based on you know this is a lot of work to implement, so expecting it for free is you know not realistic. And I understand that something like this is not going to be a heavy return on investment right now. You know, this is something that would be a great selling point at launch, but I don't know how many copies it's going to sell at this point. So yeah, you know, it it makes sense from that perspective to charge for it. But I have always been, uh, you know, one of my pet peeves is the lack of tutorial stuff, the lack of teaching players how to play these games, uh, especially in the front line of, you know, in the AAA fighting game titles. You know, mm-hmm. Street Fighter's you know, been lacking in this. Tekken's been lacking at this. I am glad to see this implemented, and I feel like this should absolutely be part of, part of the launch lineup with Tekken 8 or Tekken Tech Tournament 3 or whatever is coming next for this game. That said... I feel like this is a quality of life update. Mm -hmm. This isn't so much a feature. This is something that helps hook players in and keeps them playing your game, gets them excited about playing your game. I don't feel like this is the product that they should charge for. I feel like that should be included from a strategic standpoint, not just a moral standpoint, but a strategic standpoint. That should be 
you, you should be saying to as many people as possible, hey, you think our game's too complicated? Don't worry about that. Here are these great tools you can learn from so that you can spend time and put it into our game, and maybe you'll you'll want to stick around and buy some costumes, and maybe you'll check out the Tekken World Tour, and maybe you'll actually go out and play and tell your friends and say, hey, this game is great, and bring more people on. That's that's why I feel like this should be free. I don't. That's why I disagree with the charge for this. I understand the reality, the, the financial reality of the situation is it doesn't make sense to do this unless they they charge for it. But I I I, I can only hope that going forward from Tekken A, Tekken Tag Three, whatever, that this is going to be included with launch. Mm-hmm. Is, is it included for those that already have the season pass? Are they yes. getting it for free? Yes. Season pass yes, is this... included. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of the people that are going to care about this are already going to get it for free. Well, or have already paid for it and and are getting it along with the with the money that they would have already been investing into the game anyway. So it's to them, it's free. Well, really, the only people that we're talking about here, well, the majority of the people we're talking about here are the ones that are probably more casual that haven't purchased the season three season pass um but then are playing the game actively right now so really i don't even you know i don't even see them making too much money off of this i think the people that care about it are probably already going to get it the people that don't have a season pass well how many of those are going to splurge on frame data but not buy you know the other characters and and such it's like the the more you dig into this the smaller and smaller a group of people that this is actually going to affect and the smaller the the problem really gets at least outside of the principal realm right but and, i and, good and the principal scares me a little bit because yeah. if you know if for whatever reason this becomes a massive uh massive mover you know it it they sell a lot of either additional season passes or uh the DLC on its own my worry is Maybe Arxis sees this and says, okay, we've got a, a this great tutorial mode. Why don't we charge five bucks for that? Okay, let you me know, I, let me frame this in a different way. Uh, also, first of all, the third uh, feature I was missing is that they've uh, upgraded the way that they're displaying combos. Uh, they have more sample combos with varying, varying difficulties for each character's launchers, which is fucking dope. Uh, and that is also free. Um, so... Uh, to me, the most groundbreaking thing that they've announced is definitely the replay analysis tool, where it's basically like a coach for you, where it's like, hey, you. it stops the game and says, hey, you could have punished this here. Did you do it? Yes? Great. Move on. No. Here's what you could have done, right? That's uh, so sick. It's yeah, fucking I'm... amazing. And it's if, we, if I had had that while I was starting out, I feel like I would be like eight times the player I am today. But uh, as... In, re- in regards to the frame data stuff, think of it this way. And this is a thought I had. Uh, we're already so uh, weary when it comes to uh, the higher-ups in big Japanese companies and how set in the ways, set in the old ways they are and how unwilling to change they are. I feel like the only way that the folks over at Bandai Namco were able to convince the higher-ups would would be to say, hey, let's charge a little bit amount of money for this so that we can show you the true value in it. That's what it sounds like, huh? That's the, that, yeah. That's what kind of scares me. My fear is, like, if this succeeds, that they'll, that other companies will go this route. My fear is if this fails, they're take, 
the takeaway won't be okay we sh- this isn't working we shouldn't charge for it my fear is they'll think this isn't working we shouldn't do it yeah well here's the thing too it's like at the end of the day if you're that against paying four dollars for frame data there is such a thing as a tech and bot prime out there there is such a thing as uh fucking tech and zaibatsu where they have all the frame data already so it's not in tech the game Tekken chicken, chicken i'm well. sorry yeah Tekken chicken uh where all of the frame data is directly available but it's by the community right so somebody has taken the time to figure all of this out uh and and that is both the situation with tekken and with any other fighting game where that the frame data isn't already available so at the end of the day i don't think it's something that we quote unquote need i think it's historic in the sense that Tekken has always shied away from it, so for the first time ever, they're putting it up, and I think the only way that they could have uh, gotten the okay from everybody is to try to show the value in a monetary way. Uh, but again, John's left. Uh, but again, I, I guess wow. John. I guess John didn't agree with me. Uh, <laughs> oh, there he is. <laughs> Damn, I I I, I kind of wanted this whole. <laughs> the big <Real> zoom <laughs> uh, but at the end of the day it's like it's not something we need it's something we already have and again if people are that against it then just don't fucking pay for it you know, it, you know? It, 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 it's it's. I wish it was that simple but like I said my fear is they're looking at this to see if it's worth doing again and if if, they're, if it doesn't re- achieve that level of success they're gonna say well this wasn't worth it screw it for Tekken 8 yeah and I mean if that is the case then you know Tekken Bot Prime for Tekken 8 will come out and uh, Tekken Chicken will do their analysis in that way and then we'll keep going with the way things are speaking of keeping going with the way things are let's clap it up for Beaver for the win for the two years keeping that sub the way it is thank you Beaver Everyone who uh, subscribes to us, supports us, we really do appreciate that you get the enjoyment. Uh, or at least we hope you get the enjoyment out of our show. Yeah, thanks. For, thank you for paying $4 for <laughs> unlocking introductions and topics. Uh, we we did ask the people what they thought. That is right. Oh, what do the people think? Oh, boy. Well, it's been... Uh, this question has just been sort of... All oh oh screw it! I forgot to change the title on the questions. Nope. Do we so, still have the answers? Just the I headlines mean, it's are wrong because that's hilarious. Honestly, that's the best case scenario for everyone except for Steve. Honestly, though, here's the situation. It's almost the same concept. <laughs> it's basically it, it, the same concept. <laughs> show the people. Uh, let's let's show the people. Uh, so we did ask. We didn't ask about turning. <laughs> We asked if you were planning to uh, pay for or planning on purchasing the Frame Data DLC. Uh, Viv or Easygoing Dude said that they bought the season pass because they wanted to support the devs and that Leroy looks super badass. The Frame Data in game is very welcome and they're grateful because it will save them time, but it's bittersweet for various reasons. Uh, Squirrel Soup said that they probably will for convenience because four euros isn't much. Uh, but they're pissed that a great feature has become where, one where they're thinking, glad it's there, but... And they said if uh, Virtual Fighter could have done it over 15 years ago at launch, why do we have to wait two years and pay separately now? 
Uh, somebody foil is very adamant against this, uh, says that as someone regular, really learned fighting games due to frame data, this DLC repels them on a fundamental level. And it also sets a terrible precedent in nickel and diming fans, which is what Bandai Namco is known for. They will no longer play or watch Tekken. Does, wow. Does Bandai Namco Wait. have a history of nickel and diming people? Uh, they, I, I deleted in the tweet, but in, in the actual tweet, he includes a link to uh, a Kotaku article that goes over uh, some of their history with some of their games. I remember Kotaku. Do we do we have a, is there a specific one from that article that you can share? Just because I, I, can't I didn't get a chance to check out the article. Okay. Uh, I only saw it on my way home while I was trying to coordinate other things. Okay. Because, I mean, the only thing I can think of is, like, you know, Dragon Ball Xenoverse. Were, who did Horse Armor? Was that Bethesda or? Horse Armor? Horse Armor, the one that, that started Adaro. Oblivion. Oh. That was Oblivion. Yeah. My bad. Um, so, yeah. My bad. Yeah. Not Bandai Namco. But, but either way, I guess if you want to stick to your guns that hard, that's fine. Have fun. All right. So, uh, Ludology said that while they agree that frame data should not be a paid feature in a fighting game, Tekken 7 is a specific case where they find it acceptable. Just make sure it's in the next game by default. At the very least, this will allow Namco to track how much this feature is in demand. And then Hypersoniku said that, uh, keep in mind, the first games to display game in-game frame data, at least in the 3D realm, were Virtual Fighter 5 Final Showdown and Dead or Alive 5, which were nine and seven years ago, respectively. So again... It's like what the things that that they're doing with this are really cool, but you know it it feels like it should be standard. You know, it's it's something that other three D games have been able to include. Yeah, but in order for it to become standard, you have to start somewhere, and I feel like this is a good starting point. And and I, there's a scenario here that I don't think I've heard anybody say, but it sort of emerged, and I think it's worth bringing up. And that is that, okay, so if you're Bandai Namco, up until this point, you haven't seen frame data as something worth including in your games. Now, some point over these last two years, you've decided, okay, now it is. And it's so much so that we're going to go back into Tekken 7 and put it in there. And, well, I mean, that's going to require resources and manpower and all that, and I'm not sure all that goes into that, but they deemed it worth $4 a pop for those that didn't have the season pass. Fair enough. Could it be that we're just in just the way the timeline worked out and the way that Bandai Namco's perspective on all of this worked out was that, okay, we've finally been convinced that we need uh, to put this in our games. And if we're aware of that, when we're designing a game and it's in production, it's just going to be one of the tasks that's on the big list of everything that goes into making a new game. But because we didn't come to this conclusion until a few years after Tekken 7, but we are still taking the time and the manpower to go back in and put it in, that does cost extra money that would normally be all assimilated into the pre-production and everything. So this particular instance, we're trying to cut some of those losses, charge four bucks for it. In the future, though, it'll probably just be part of that initial process, be just another checkmark on the list of things you do in pre-production and that'll be that i don't think i've seen anybody just entertain that idea that it's just bandai namco finally got to the party they're a little late and because of the circumstances that's why things have played out in this very odd way 
Fingers crossed that that's the case. Yep. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay. I was just going to mention there was a little bit of a back and forth between uh, Michael Murray and Sajam. And somehow they wound up getting into the realm of netcode. And Michael Murray said something that I think kind of applies to this too. It's that uh, rollback netcode is great, but if you're not building your game around it, then it's very difficult to implement it into your own game. So I think much like in the same way with frame data, like they probably like when they're balancing the game, sure. They're probably thinking of frame data, but when they're like making everything, they're probably not even fucking thinking about frame data. That's probably the last thing on their mind. They're probably thinking about keyframes. They're probably thinking about, you know, uh, not having Akuma's fucking tassels clip on the front of the screen, causing people to whiff punish it. And and I think, the other thing that kind of got mentioned in that conversation is that, you know, the amount of backlash there is or isn't around this feature is directly related to how much goodwill Bandai Namco has built up over the past couple of years through Tekken. True. If this was Capcom who did this with Street Fighter V and rolled out frame data, you know, in year three, there would be sticks on heads at least in on social media for this. This could be, you know, I, I hope this is a mark where, you know, this feature is included in the future. But if, you know, if there are other missteps in the future uh, in terms of Bandai Namco how, and how they handle Tekken, this could be a turning point in that regard. Yeah. And I mean, wasn't it until... So, correct me if I'm wrong, but did Street Fighter Five always have... Uh, frame data. No, that was arcade edition. Yeah. The update they they brought in for free. Yeah, and it was, and that's when they added that tool in training mode that shows all of the startup stuff, all the basically all the data that we're getting for Tekken. Um, mm-hmm. but yes, they did do it in a free update for people who already owned the game. People who didn't had to buy arcade edition. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It. I. I think it's. The fact that it's devolved into such a big fucking issue to the point where people are harassing Michael Murray on Twitter to the point that people are harassing Sajam on Twitter just for differing opinions, I think, is fucking stupid. So, well, I think that's the... more the negativity of Twitter, but it does suck. I agree. Yeah, and, I mean, we, we have talked about this at length about how uh, treating game devs and others who have a differing opinion badly is not a good look on anybody but yeah either way that's all that's all i think i think it didn't i, I don't maybe like the, the response could have been deserved could have not whatever but the fact that it's escalated to this point i think it's bad news bears so fucking stop it will you i think it'll be gone out. in two weeks i think the care about it will be gone in two weeks i think most of this is just gonna burn away uh after these initial flame wars are done um but I, I do think that looking forward into the future, seeing what they do with whatever the next tech adventure is, and seeing Bandai Namco's practices are is the bigger picture. It is the big so what. But I'm not too worried at this point. Yeah. I think that this was what I just laid out, uh, just the happening of the the circumstances, and it won't repeat in the future. Yeah, you know what? It's not uh, worth I, it. I think uh, somebody who is a master of Twitter, who's actually in our chat now, has said it best. Just go play footsies. Yeah, high fight. He, uh, that game includes frame data. Yep. So, so if somebody you, it, gift high fight a subscription. 
Don't ask for gift subscriptions. That's panhandling, you fucking heathen. It's a high fight. You fucking heathen. God damn it's only $4. It. Now, everybody's, now everybody's gonna start panhandling around here. Uh, there's a real homeless crisis going on. I apologize. I, if I offended anybody, I didn't mean it that way. It was a joke. Either way. Uh, yeah, I, you know, let's go, just go play footsies. Uh, I think the big the biggest thing is if you disagree with something, vote with your wallet because we live in a capitalist economy and that's the only way that people get the message. Vote with your wallet by giving us more subscriptions yeah. is what you mean, right? Vote with your wallet by go playing footsies and subscribe to Best of Five. Alms for the poor. Alms for the poor. Uh, <laughs> wow. But either way, uh, still very excited. <laughs> I love our chat so much. <laughs> Yeah, are you stuck. laughing at what our chat's saying, Steve, or are you just mad at us? I, I'm, I'm looking over here at this distraction over here. Oh, the big happy Halloween? Yeah, it's so happy. It's such a happy Halloween. <laughs> Lost the homeless demographic. All right. <laughs> well, speaking of things that make the FGC look bad, Mark Cuban recently went on a bit of a rant about how uh, esports is a terrible business to be in. Steve, do you have? Can you set this up for us? Uh, yeah. So this kind of touches on the world of esports in general, and not just the FGC. Uh, Mark Cuban was owns the Dallas Mavericks, also owns uh, Mavs Gaming, uh, the the Dallas two K NBA two K franchise. Uh, popular uh shark on shark tank uh he went on fair game with christine lay for an interview um and part of his the interview touched on esports and specifically him not wanting to invest in the league of legends team he said part of the reason was because they didn't uh because with how quickly the meta in that game changes uh you know teams can be hot and then instantly go cold and it's such a player such a large amount of player turnover but what got other people what got the esports world talking was when he went a little further in his quote he said quote i think a lot of people who bought into teams not the esports themselves had no idea how bad a business it was no idea in aggregate it's a good business is it growing yes but domestically here in the United States, it's an awful business. Being in Asia, there's money. If you're in Korea, there's tons of money there. It's real. If you're in China, there's money there. Here, not so much, end quote. I think uh, I wish I could make a graph appear on the screen about uh, the willingness, my willingness to listen to the rest of that sentence and the amount of times he used the word business. And how every time he said the word business, my willingness to <laughs> listen went down. But, no, he does bring up a very good point. Uh, it is, like, it's hard. It's hard out here in these esports streets. Hashtag Echo Fox. Hashtag Echo Fox. Did uh, Rick Fox leave yet? Yeah, they reached a settlement. Okay. Um, I forgot to throw that in, but yeah, there's a settlement. Uh, so uh, Rick Fox is officially going to be leaving esports. He's able to, quote, pursue other esports opportunities. Um, I'm personally interested to see if uh, Sonic Fox goes with him mm -hmm. uh, because I know 
how they feel on a lot of the issues that went down is yeah. probably much closer in line with uh, Rick Fox than uh, with the people who stayed on. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, we we talked about it a little bit a couple weeks ago, but I do want to bring it up again because I think uh, specifically to the FGC when it comes to this whole esports business, uh, it it's tough to bring people in as far like from like the sponsorship or like for people who want to put money into this hoping to get something back uh and i genuinely so uh where i work i do video editing for a living and i recently did a bunch of video editing for a thing called dirt week which is like the biggest fucking week and or week in dirt racing and just listening to like how they used sponsorship names and how they put sponsorships into the broadcast, I think, is amazing. In both a good way and a bad way. Because to me, it sounded kind of hokey. But I'm sure to everybody there, it's like, it's just another day. And I'm sure to the people who were putting up the money, it's like, hey, they said our name. Cool. Uh, the actual race name itself, every race name had like a billion sponsors to it. So it was like, oh, the Home Depot fucking Lowe's. Uh, auto parts like workshop, workshop woodworking fucking th- thirty-five lap Rumble. race. Yeah, it was like I, I I want it to be actually called the Home Depot fucking Lowe's. <laughs> I want that to be. An I official. like how they they got sponsorships from both Home Depot and Lowe's, and those are the two Look, first my, ones. Too. Hey, there's Mike. <laughs> uh, what can I complain about in ten minutes? Sponsored uh, by Ace Hardware. So uh, Tekken Seven Fram Data for four dollars. Go. Um, I don't have a cool hot take. I think it's uh, slightly unfortunate. I think it's not going to benefit them in a way that overcomes the way it looks. But at the same time, it's so cheap and it's a good thing overall that they're working on the game that it's hard to be like, fuck Namco Bandai or whatever, you know? Like, I, I can't really say that. I don't feel that strongly about it. But I think the correct decision is to release it for free. Okay, yeah, that's. I, I think that's kind of how we all feel about it. Yeah, I don't think there's another answer. Yeah, uh, yeah. the other thing I was going to bring up... Oh, go ahead, Steve. I was going to say, it's like... Oh, no, you go finish, because I, I was going to change topics. Okay, uh, I, I still think we can do a better job with our fucking broadcasts. And I tried to watch tournaments this weekend, and it felt like fucking torture watching the same goddamn fucking trailer for the Halloween costumes, the fucking Suzaku Castle, and the Honda... Poison and Lucia release trailers on the hour every hour. Fuck that shit. Do better. I I, I, I want to get into that uh, next week, though. Yes. Uh, because I think we need to do something that we haven't done in a while. Here. Oh, yeah. Do it. Say it. I think it's time for a little block rap. Oh. Block rap. Alright. We gotta wait it out a little bit. There. Oh, whoops. <laughs> it's no equipment. Sorry. There we are. We're back. <laughs> uh, so we got a block grab. Steve, what are we block grabbing? Uh, well, you know, Halloween is Thursday. You mentioned Halloween costumes. So let's take a look at some of the Halloween costumes that have come out recently. Okay. And uh, let's, figure it out. Let's start with, uh, you know, yeah, let's go straight for, uh, for uh, Capcom because I had to watch that fucking trailer like 80 times watching a broadcast this weekend. Uh, I was too lazy to get the separate one, so I just got the big old thing. So here are the Capcom Halloween uh, costumes. We're going to start on the left with Poison as a zombie. 
So, fucking black grab, Mike. Poison zombie. Zombie poison. I think it looks a lot better than a regular costume. I think it, like, covers up some of the parts about the bottle that look a little weird. Um, I have the same thoughts I do about most costumes, which is, like, I hope that it doesn't clip everywhere. Um, But overall, I will grab this costume as I think it fits the character and I think it looks good. Hell yeah. Let's see some grabs in the chat, will you? Uh, John, what, what are you doing? Grabbing or blocking? Okay, so there were better options for this. Off the top of my head, I'm like, how about a Poison Ivy costume? Maybe Capcom Kid and pull that off, but whatever. Uh, maybe an Indiana Jones costume, something like that. But this isn't bad. Uh, the, the like the punk rocker undead chick, that works really well for Poison. The leather and the whip and all that stuff and the chain, it all makes total sense. So given that they're not going to be paying far out the ass for rights to, to other characters, I think this is a good route to go. So ultimately I'll grab, even if it's not my favorite poison ever. Cool. Steve, block or grab on the poison? Uh, I will definitely be grabbing poison. Hmm. And <laughs> that, is that I, it? I, I can't, <laughs> is I, that the end I of can't the... follow that up. There's <laughs> nothing I can follow that up with. which won't get me uh, mocked. So What if... The other one is if she and Fong had, like, role reversal costumes, that would be cool, too. I would like to see Fong in fucking booty shorts. As poison? Yeah. yeah for sure. All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, let's do the turtle Honda, but it's really Kappa Honda. Mike, what do you think about uh, turtle Honda with a beak? Did we have this in SF4? Yeah, there was Should a turtle Honda. Did, if I right? Correctly. Yeah. This one, I mean, if it looks like that, it looks pretty good, I think. I think it looks better than most of the costumes, frankly. And I, I appreciate the level of detail and like actual modeling that seems to have gone into these two. So I'll grab it in the sense that I think it looks a lot better than some of what we've gotten. Word. Uh, that being said, it's a little bit boring. Word. John, uh, blocker grab with the turtle beak. I, I changed oh, my yeah. mind. I blocked. Damn. Wearing the same costume <laughs> two years in a row is fucking lame. <laughs> All right. Costume repeater. All right. Costume fucking repeater. everybody nix that grab and fucking block it. All right. Block. Blocked it. Uh, all right, John. Kappa. Um, Kappa Honda. Uh, and and I, I was in Donka's, I guess, final camp uh, initially because he's already done this before. It doesn't seem very new. But in having to do a little bit of research to write about it, finding out what the Kappa is and how it like works in with both the fact that Han is Japanese and that people are always calling him a turtle. It's like it works too well. And the costume looks pretty damn good, especially if you if you've played with it or against it. And you can see that when he opens his, the, the beak, you can see that Honda's actual face is behind it, which is funny and creepy as hell um i I think it's a fun costume that people are gonna choose to use and so uh, ultimately i have to grab it i'd I'd be wrong to block it okay steve block or grab the thing that bothers me is not i mean the costume itself good but because it doesn't remind me of a ninja turtle it ends up reminding me of the fucking dana carvey master of disguise Am I too oh dirtily for the turtle club? Why would you bring that up? Because oh, something that. put that, that in my head, I, and I, I can't fucking get rid of it. Hundreds. Wait, say, say it again, Mike. I love that scene. Oh. <laughs> what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? And then he does the laugh. Oh, that scene's so good. 
No, it's Brent not. Steiner laughing until he farts. That joke happening every time is the only thing I remember about that movie, and oh, also the only thing that movie. mattered in that movie. Damn. All right, shout so out to Dana Carvey for never getting the acknowledgement that he should. All right, uh, Steve. So you're are you blocking or grabbing? I wasn't. I tuned Big out. Block. Okay, so everybody Big blocked block. except for John. Club scene in the chat, please. I need to watch that ASAP. Uh, okay, we're not done. We still have more Halloween costumes. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11 also had some Halloween costumes, and here they are. We're gonna go from left to right. So starting with uh, Calavera, Liu Kang over here on the left. So block or grab, Mike. It looks fucking what? <laughs> I, I, I honestly like I like like if you're gonna dress as like a bad looking skeleton, like go all the way with looking like a bad skeleton. This is like a weird kind of kiss skeleton. <laughs> really not wrong. I don't like it, man. It looks like shit. Block. Uh, John, Calavera, Liu Kang over here. No, uh, no one gives a shit about Liu Kang. Block. Okay. Steve, block or grab. Y'all ain't down with uh, Dia de las Muertes? I'm grabbing no. that all day. Grab all day. I like how I like how somebody said it looks like Evil's Colomania, and I kind of don't disagree. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Grab right in the middle. You. <laughs> right in the middle, uh, we got Witch Jade with the potions I appreciate, and everything. I appreciate that they've gotten to the point in like video game facial modeling that I could tell that's Jade, mm-hmm. like very easily just from the eyes. Um. So I appreciate that. Um, I, I, I'm I'm struggling with this because on the one hand, it's like they're all just kind of boring regular Halloween costumes, but on the other hand, the idea of these like mortal combatants just dressing as regular Halloween costumes and trick or treating is kind of funny in and of itself. So I'm gonna grab on Jade as a witch. Cool, John, block or grab. I grabbed this one just because, like, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily clever or anything along those lines. I just thought it looked really good. Like, it, it just, it just worked visually. I thought it was a, a work of art, so I'll grab on Word. that. Steve, block or grab? Simple concept, but well executed, so I'll grab. Oh yeah, is there a staff of room? That's a good question. Probably, the chat. most likely. It should be. Most that's likely. sick. And I did notice that she has like chicken feet and potions and shit on her belt. It's pretty fucking dope. So that's grab and hold on for a second, then. Okay. Sure. Uh, last but not least, all the way on the right, it's uh, Cabal. I'm not sure what the costume is, to be honest. Is, it, is that like a Jason? I think it's Jason, right? Yeah, it's, it's Jason Cabal. Yeah, so blocker grab my Jason Cabal over here. I gotta grab, because that's funny, right? The best costumes are when you work some self-humor into it. And if, like, if you have to wear a mask because of your facial burns and, like, you work that into your costume, that's, like, kind of clever. So, like, I'd be like, good one cabal like i like the <laughs> and so i will grab word uh john blocker grab on uh cabal over here i was also impressed with what cabal looked like and, and I, I remember the first time i saw it i didn't even think it was cabal i thought it was somebody else uh but no i i think it still works it didn't even matter who it really was although i can't appreciate what mike just said as well i extra points for that but all around i'll grab word steve blocker grab i mean it's it's the costume is nice. I just can't get over the Matt Hardy hair he's got going on up top. Mm-hmm. So I'm what version of Matt Hardy? <sighs> almost broken. Not quite broken, but almost there. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm really starting to like these. Like, I want to see like Liu Kang wearing a bad Mario Brothers costume. You know, like stuff That'd be like fun. that. Like just like regular Halloween Mortal Kombat character. 
So, so kind of like what they did with uh, Tekken Tag 2 on the Wii U? Exactly. That shit was fucking dope. You had, like, uh, Panda dressed up as Princess Peach. It was fucking, that was the shit. What uh, if everyone did a really shitty Scorpion costume? Then again, Street Fighter Cross Tekken did a really bad version of that, where they had all these cross costumes, but they looked terrible. So yeah. it can be done well and done badly. Yeah. So there there was Black Grab. Uh, it's back. Hopefully we'll we'll get to more of it later on down the line with uh Oh we didn't get shows. a chance to do the uh the DOA ones. Oh I They're all witches. Okay. Core values. Uh I still find it funny that they talked up the whole core or uh, they talked up the whole like desexualizing the game, but they still had the bunny costumes for everybody. Shit was dope. Bunny costumes, witch costumes. No, nothing for Mai and Kula, though. They they are sans bunny costume, sans witch costume. Well, Mai's not one to be over-sexualized anyway, so... True. Yeah, that's for sure. But Our... Kula, though. <laughs> what did you call her? <laughs> Kula! Kula! Uh, Kula! <laughs> it was a rip. That was, uh, that was not a great day for me. That's all that right. was not a great day for me. Speaking of great days, uh, this has been... A great day for best of five, and we must bid adieu because it is seven thirty-one. Did uh, we get an entire ep- through an entire episode without calling Steve his nickname? I was gonna get to it if you didn't fucking spoil it, John. I didn't say it. You you spoiled it. Uh, either way, thanks for joining us. That's been best of five for this week. We'll be back next week. Uh, over here is Michael Donka Schiller, uh, attorney at law, soon to be. Uh, thanks for thanks for joining, Mike. I know your schedule is hella hectic, but I and I, as I'm sure as the rest of us, and I'm sure the chat also enjoys having you here. So thanks. Uh, go ahead, say what something. Wait, what'd you say? What can I do? I'm here for I'm here forever. Yeah, it's what I do. Yeah, you're stuck here now forever. Uh, over there is John Velociraptor Guerrero Guerrero Guerrero. Uh, yep. Uh, go look at event hubs or something. Uh, and all the way over there on the end is Steve, main squeeze, offsuit, jerk. Uh, go, what's the, what's the place that you're doing stuff for now? I always forget. Juked.gg. 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 So if you want to, if you want to see schedules, go to juked. It's like when you do a juke, but in the past tense, dot gg. And, uh, get, you get yourself some of that schedule fix. Yeah, we're adding more more events all the time, so you'll be able to set reminders for any any major uh, fighting game event coming up. Hell so anything on the on the um, major pro tours. Mark your schedules. Enjoy Canada Cup or what little there is of it, and we'll talk to you all next week. Good night, Canada. You just say good night, Canada. That's oh, whoops, I hit the wrong button. Oh well, we're gonna go out on this messed up blick block of stuff. Go watch Ultra Chen. Goodbye. <laughs>